I'm Chris Reback. This is Working Capital Conversations. It's no secret that corporate boards have increasingly come under increased scrutiny, and for good reason. From corporate scandal to CEO compensation, from cybersecurity issues to risk, investors and the general public want to know who's in charge and who's keeping an eye on management. And with this scrutiny, the makeup of corporate boards is slowly shifting, too, away from clubby groups and towards a collection of experts, finance, human resources, law, and more. But what about investor relations as new board-level issues emerge from seemingly endless directions? And as investors demand more answers more quickly, should boards more strongly consider adding the IR perspective? Robert D. Ferris certainly argues they should. Ferris is an investor relations and crisis counselor expert with more than four decades of experience with both domestic and foreign issuers. He's also a former chairman of the National Investor Relations Institute's Senior Roundtable. Bob, thanks for joining me. Uh, let's start with the investor's view. Investors today seem much more engaged with the company's status, really regardless of how the equity is owned. Why is that? Well, it's good to be with you, Chris. Obviously, institutional investors make market at the margin. In years past, most of them relied on a number of sell-side analysts for investment ideas, information, perspectives, and buy, sell, and all recommendations. The investor rarely met with issuers, except perhaps during financings. In more recent years, mostly, I believe, due to poor performance, Institutions have moved away from the sell side and significantly beefed up their internal research competence. At the same time, a good number of sell side firms no longer publish equity research. Consequently, institutional investors are much more actively engaged with their portfolio companies, and I might say, considerably be considerably more vocal in terms of corporate governance issues. It's also very much a matter of fiduciary responsibility and accountability, continuously evolving from the advent of ERISA a good number of years back, as well as private equity and activist investors making their presence felt. And that that added vocal level that you just described, you're really seeing that on both the private and public uh, side uh, in terms of companies. I mean, this is going for privately held companies as well as uh, publicly held. Is that correct? No question about it. And as much as a lot of the privately held companies are are held uh, uh, by uh, private equity uh, managers, investors. And so g- given the framework of what you just described and, and the changing environment and increasing uh, you know, vocal nature of investors. What's the role of the investor relations professional today? How has the role evolved over the years? Investor relations, believe it or not, has been around for a long time, uh, starting as a stockholder relations function, handling inquiries, concerns uh, from individual investors, primarily administrative matters. Much, if not all, of that activity today is handled by a bank stock transfer agent. Meanwhile, the investor relations discipline has become much more of a strategic corporate effort to help companies and boards stay on top of the market, understand relative values and market movements, institutional investor concerns, information needs, and government hot buttons. The investor relations officer is the primary day-to-day corporate contact 
for institutional investors and investment research analysts, including those from the buy and sell sides of the street. Increasingly, he or she is called on by the business financial media, especially in crises and other corporate-sensitive matters. Because of a necessarily close association with valuation models, the IRO also provides an important perspective on asset allocation initiatives and other measures to return value to the owners of the enterprise. So there's really a combination, and this, as you just described, and, and how the role has, you know, some of those functions have moved to uh, banks and, and other places, some of the, uh, um, let's call it, um, historic functions. Um, it, it really sounds a bit like an advisory role. I mean, there, there's a functionality to it, obviously, and there, in particularly in that day-to-day interaction that you described. Um, but I'm really hearing a, a bit of an advisory role. Am I understanding that correctly? Absolutely. Surely. Surely. So given that, Bob, what makes for a good head of IR? Keeping in mind that the IRO is most often in a position of proxy for the CEO and CFO with investors and potential investors, he or she must be acutely aware and conversant with the business plan of the company. The IRO has a good handle on finance and accounting and should be knowledgeable and interested regarding securities law and other regulatory imperatives. He or she must be personable since the position involves dealing with a diverse group of corporate constituents on a daily basis and must be ever mindful of the sensitivities of the information that they have and are dealing with. Now, you argue that uh, corporate boards should avail themselves of IR expertise. Um, On one level, that surprised me. Don't the corporate boards have that already? They have access to it. But most, in my experience, have not availed themselves of this asset that they have access to. As strong and experienced business-wise as most boards are, many of them are dated and or inexperienced as far as today's capital markets go. The markets have and continue to change constantly. They react instantaneously to economic and corporate turns. Boards need and increasingly seek continuing education in this regard, and particularly with respect to investor interests, attitudes, and voting propensities, as well as relative values. They also need to understand the ramifications or need to understand better the ramifications of business combinations and other external or organic growth initiatives the impact of the Internet regarding access to information, and the relevance of the business financial media and transparency. In short, today's boards need to be smarter and much more current in the decision-making process. The strengths of investor relations provides this perspective to the board's conversation. Why don't they have this already, would you say? Why, why don't the corporate boards, I mean, what you're saying, you know, certainly makes a great deal of sense. Um, why don't the corporate boards have these professionals, uh, uh, these IR professionals on the boards already? Because I think for the most part, they don't think they need it or don't know that they need it. Uh, they rely on their collective experience and Investor relations, or some of them, put investor relations into a public relations bucket. They shouldn't do that. 
even though it is a communications function, uh, they should be more of a, more aware of uh, uh, the asset value that they have in the investor relations function at the corporate level. Indeed, managements of companies access and have increasingly been dependent on investor relations people to keep them apprised of what's going on in the market. That doesn't trickle up, if you will, or hasn't trickled up for the most part to the board. It's very interesting, and, and it really kind of aligns with what you were saying earlier about uh, you know IR really being more of an advisory role, and uh, you right. know the, the tradition. You know, and if you're thinking of it traditionally as you know similar to uh, public relations, um, you really might be missing the strategic function. Um, that you're describing, right. and and that may that may actually help answer a bit the the next question that really was on my mind, which was, um, you, you know, you outline and you talk about plenty of other disciplines that would benefit any board: uh, cybersecurity, of course, finance, human resources, law, marketing, technology. I mean, you can see why all of those, any of those, would be keenly important to uh, a board and to any type of analysis. Um, talk to me about why, why do you prioritize IR? Interesting. Um, I don't believe it's simply a matter of priority. All of these disciplines are important in their own right. Boards and nominating committees need to know their strengths, but also understand the experience and and perspective needed in guiding the company through the vagaries of today's capital markets. It's also a matter of timing. While I believe that all public companies should be current with the markets, investor relations perspective is particularly relevant for pre-IPO, public market re-entrants, and the micro and smaller cap companies who face many challenges and demands in the public markets. And what is it about today's economy and today's way of doing business that makes your suggestions particularly timely or relevant? I mean, is this something that you would have advocated 20 years ago, 30 years ago, or, or are there, you know, specifics around the way we do business today that, uh, you know, make it even more relevant and make the role of the IR professional and the IR officer uh, something that corporate boards really ought to be considering? I think that uh, the need to understand what investor relations provides uh, is something that boards have always needed. But... The market has changed, uh, obviously, and uh, today's global capital market and business climate is forcefully impacted by information access, which is virtually immediate due to the Internet and digital world. The challenge is to stay ahead of the curve. Companies that are properly positioned understand the complexities and nuances of the market and recognize the importance of transparency, public persona, and reputation have a decided advantage in terms of valuation and in turn business development. And lastly, Bob, when you talk to corporate boards uh, about this or, or board members or CEOs of companies, um, 
what type of reaction do you get? How, how do they, how do they react to you when you, you know, maybe ask the question? So, um, tell me about the, uh, you know, I, I can imagine you're asking a, a, a question to kind of lead them into the, you know, into the discussion. So tell me about the IR professional that you have on the board. And they say, what are you talking about, Bob? We, we don't have an IR professional on the board. And you say, well, I thought that maybe you don't. And, uh, that's what I'd like to talk to you about. What, what, what do they say when you, uh, have that conversation with them? Um, 10 or 15 years ago, 20 years ago, it would have been a Migo situation. <laughs> um, but um, increasingly, they're listening. They might not be acting as fast as they should, but increasingly they're interesting because uh, they understand their fiduciary uh, duties better. Uh, they understand accountability better. And they're looking. they're looking for um, help. They're looking for advice. They're looking for continuing education. Interestingly, a lot of the uh, heft of investor relations over the years has come about not for the right reasons, but the wrong reasons. Boards and top managements needing to know, wanting to know, demanding to know uh, what's going on in the market because of all the takeovers, uh, activist investors, etc. So they're looking for all kinds of protection and, and a better awareness of what's going on so that they can make the right decisions at the, at the, on, a, on a timely basis and uh, enter the investor relations person, enter the person who has the day-to-day access uh, and, and understands uh, the temperament of, in, of investors. And that's one of the main reasons, I think, that um, the, um, uh, the heft of investor relations has, has uh, uh, risen over the, over the last uh, 15 or 20 years, for that matter. Yeah, really interesting. I mean, they're reading the tea leaves every day. They know, you know, they're they're keeping their finger on the pulse of what's going on in the right. investor community. They that, better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only to the extent that they, you know, like to keep their, you know, keep their jobs. I guess, you know, if they, if they. If that's well, not, not only that, but you know, um, you know, there's always the matter of misuse of inside information and yeah. misuse of information. Period. Uh, that is a very uh, daunting uh, responsibility. And most of the most of the corporate IR people today are really really savvy people. They they have to be. <laughs> they have to be. Otherwise, institutional investors wouldn't listen to them. And, and I was just going to ask you on that. Your suggestion would also seem to benefit investors. I would think is that accurate? Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me how. Um, because, uh, because the board's interest in understanding the market and questions and reports that they receive in response to those questions, either directly from investor relations or investor relations person or from the management of the company, result in better transparency, necessarily result in better transparency by the company to investors a better awareness of what institutional investors are looking for on a question of staying ahead of the curve, uh, the best defense, if you will, um, against uh, uh, an, an activist investor or activist investors or activist issues is to address those issues before they arise. And most companies don't know enough to do that 
until they are put in that particular situation. Investor relations understanding is very much preventative, if you will. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's like so much that you know, so much that can go wrong in not just business, really, almost any aspect of your life. You know, if you aren't taking the right preventative measures, then things come up. You're not prepared. You don't have the right, uh, you know, processes or in place. You don't have the right information, and uh, it it makes. I would assume it makes making decisions on you know on the fly and it increases the probability or possibility of making an unwise decision. And uh, you know, or mistakes, or, or mistakes, or mistakes, simple mistakes. Bob Ferris, uh, investor relations and crisis counselor expert, former chairman of the National Investor Relations Institute's Senior Roundtable. Thank you so much, Bob, for uh, taking the time to talk today. My pleasure. I'm Chris Reback. This is Working Capital Conversations.